Colossal Tussle Podcast, episode 40, WWE, no mercy. It is I, KJ Johnson V1, and dig diggity, dig diggity dog, to my right is Latino Heat, just John. How are you, my friend? Don't call me your diggity dog. Yeah, my dig diggity. <laughs> How dare you? Dig diggity dog. I'm How good, are... buddy. How are you? I have. Uh, I've been. I've been better. I've been better. But that is not going to stop me. That is uh, not going to stop me from coming here. This the penultimate episode before the end of our season. Yeah, season two is coming up. It's mm-hmm. coming to an end. It is. It is coming to an end. Slowly but mm-hmm. surely, we are mm-hmm. winding down the Mick Menace angle, yeah. and we've had a mixed bag for certain. We've yeah. had a mixed bag in in terms of of good shows, of bad shows, of good moments, of bad moments. It's mm-hmm. all over the place, really, and it's a melting pot of of circa two thousand three. Yep, yeah, but. Uh, Luckily, the fans have been loving it. Mm. Uh, they've loved hearing about the craziness of Vince. So uh, even though we're having an absolutely terrible time reviewing some of these shows, yes. we're, we love it that you guys are enjoying yes, it. Yes, we're getting the solid, enjoying our pain. The solid feedbacks. Yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're here. We're here on, on, on this, another day, another day, another dollar. Yep. Uh, let's talk about some real world wrestling, some shall wrestling. we? Yes, before we get into our, our 2003 reviewership, until we get back to better times, <laughs> to the good old days, there are some things to discuss, and uh, uh, what what would you like to bring to the tabla? What would you like to bring to the forum? Get the keys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I um I know people have heard it uh, a bunch recently in, in the last couple weeks, but we haven't been here, so none of that matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, CM Punk being fired was one of the bigger news stories of yes. of the last couple weeks, mm-hmm. uh, right before the uh, the the Wembley Stadium show. I think was it Wembley? Was it Wembley Stadium? Yes. Yeah. It was well, the incident took place. Yes. At Wembley, Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. So. CM Punk, Jack Perry, or Jungle Boy, or Jungle Man, whatever you want to refer to him as. Um, Him and CM Punk got into a little altercation. Some fists were flying. Uh, Apparently, Jungle Boy got choked out. Uh, According to reports, we haven't seen anything. Uh, And then there was a... a, I would love to see that video. (laughs) There's nothing I want more. Getting choked out by CM Punk is depressing. But um, then apparently he did. He can do it in the UFC. He can do it. Suck punch, jungle boy. (laughs) But against a real train guy, listen, man. Dana White, bring him back. He's got another shot. No, no, don't bring him back. He's improved. (laughs) Do not bring him back. He's improved. (laughs) But uh, that happened. And then apparently uh, CM Punk 
lunged at Tony Khan, mm-hmm. and he said that he felt threatened for his life. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and so he Listen. decided to to, to terminate uh, CM Punk's uh, contract with cause. With cause, with yeah, cause. Yes. yeah. Uh, listen, I mean, absolute fucking nonsense. <laughs> His <laughs> life was yeah. in danger, KJ. Yeah. yeah, my life was in danger. <laughs> Give me a break. He was not going to see. Kill a punk you. is a loose cannon. You don't know. Honestly, Jesus Christ! That like the audacity to, to actually claim that your life was somehow in danger. This is a trained UFC fighter. Oh yes! Come on! Yeah. Yeah. Did you see his cauliflower ear? He didn't do so well. Um, but listen, um, we were talking before about this, and that you know the thing is, is that. It's it's kind of ridiculous that um, you would one claim that your life was in danger, yeah. but two that he's getting fired over this because, as I said, you know, I've heard of much worse. I've read about much worse in terms of backstage altercations mm-hmm. and fights and and all of this jazz. And it seems like back then people could kind of just get on with it. Yeah. I, I don't I don't understand. Like just had... just imagine uh, if if a wrestler like lunged at Vince. If yeah. Vince was gonna be like, Oh, I fear Vince from Vince would fucking kill him. <laughs> Vince would probably kill him. <laughs> like He would quit because he doesn't want to yeah, keep looking at Vince. Exactly. But it's like that's the thing, I guess. And I guess because what is your standpoint on it? Is it is it a good thing that they let him go? Is it a bad thing that they let him go? What's your definitive point? I think I think it's a bad thing. You, mm. you should you should never fire Cash Cow. Mm. Like I feel like it. Like I I get he was trying to show that he has a backbone, that he has a spine, whatever. Mm. But I feel like firing him probably did like the opposite mm. of the effect that he was looking for. Yeah. Because now it's like, well, now you're even softer mm-hmm. because you let a grown man lunge at you and you just kind of fired him type of thing. Uh-huh. So I feel like it's, if anything, it did the opposite of what he was looking for. So I think it was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like there was a lot of EVP pressure yeah, into probably. that decision. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that's what it kind of boils down to is that there's just a lot of, um, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of business in mind mm-hmm. as much as there is just friendships in mind. Yeah. Because the whole reason CM Punk probably got as much power and sway as he did, one, because he's such a big moneymaker, but two, and probably equally as important, is because Tony Khan is a big mark for CM Punk. <laughs> yep. And that's been made very, very apparent over the last few years, and I'm not just saying that. Yep. You know, reports have backed that up. And It's the kid that grew up watching ECW. Come right, on, man. <laughs> right? So... I, I feel like, I don't know, it just seems like back then, in the, in not to be like that guy, but, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. back in my day, um, <laughs> you know, they, they, either there was like maybe some contingencies in play or there were better locker room leaders or there were better disciplinary yep. measures. Like, I don't know what it is, but, you know, when you've got like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels always at each other's throats going through a brick wall, mm-hmm. neither of them were fired for it, didn't have to create a new show for it. <laughs> 
You know, we've had like backstage scuffles with Macho Man and Hogan. Yeah. Uh, like like 90, 90% of Bia- like uh, Dark Side of the Ring is just backstage <laughs> right. brawls and shit like that. Exactly. Yep, yep. And, and those are like the parts of each show that's like, yeah, they fall backstage, but whatever. <laughs> it yeah. just happened. The Rougeaus mm-hmm. and the British Bulldogs, mm-hmm. like Dynamite Kid, all these things that just seemed like they were much bigger incidences. Well, I think, I, I think well, my, like my uh, theory is uh, like, fuck, like there's, there's no way that I can say this without sounding like like a like a douchebag or whatever but here here it goes i feel like gun back into the locker room (laughs) basically do as the undertaker says basically i feel like now a lot of like the kids are coming up they're kind of like conditioned as to be like yeah everyone's at like the same level and Mm. no one can treat you a certain way and like if you feel a certain way like but like there's no real structure. Like mm-hmm. now there's guys that are coming in day one and thinking that they can get the same treatment as like a CM Punk as a like back then, like for you to like walk up to a guy like CM Punk mm-hmm. and even say anything about wrestling or who's doing something safe or unsafe, mm-hmm. like you had to shed blood in that <laughs> ring to even have like, like imagine a, a new guy like an up-and-coming star you know a, a john cena when he's coming up like going up to fucking undertaker and being like yeah i heard what you said about my match i didn't appreciate like they would put him underneath the stadium like they like come on so for a guy like jack perry who's you know who's now getting a little bit of success like yeah he's tag champ or whatever but now he's really getting a little bit of success he fought for the title last year He's now establishing himself as a main event guy. Yeah. He's not there yet, but he's now establishing himself as like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere for a while. Yeah. You still haven't done enough to even to yeah. like to come close to like, you know what? I feel like I can walk up to this guy and tell him like, oh, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like this is my locker room. Type. Yeah. Like, no, you haven't done enough. Like yeah. you haven't done enough. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that CM Punk is not problematic because I'm sure he is. He uh, is. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he is. Yeah. And he's probably just not a nice man. He probably, <laughs> he probably isn't. We got to make peace with that. Yeah. Really. <laughs> probably is not a nice man and and i would agree with that probably um but even still i think you know you should have your business pants on Mm -hmm. in dealing with all of these things and these people um because i do think if anything i think cm punk was genuinely a business guy Mm -hmm. and i think above all else problematic as he may be and as thin-skinned as he might be as well yeah i think his bottom line was how do we make the most money because even with with, with the problem with the elite he was still showing up to dynamite yeah Yeah, he was getting on the mic and saying things about them but he was showing up to dynamite so that's showing that he as long as as we're making money he doesn't care if he has to work with them type of thing Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was because of the elite that they were like, all right, let's yeah, create a whole I, separate locker room yeah. and a whole other. And that's, and that's weird to me that as people that are supposed to be EVPs. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> <you're>, 
Let it out, buddy. Come on, come on. Let's go for it. It just dawned on me now. You are EVPs, and you aren't actually in control of half of the locker room. No. Because if, if, if we are to be believed that Collision was an exclusive, like CM Punk show, like the, the CM Punk and all of his buddies, mm-hmm. all of the people that agree with CM Punk, they're all on that show. So like your EVPs, you are executive vice presidents of 50% of your promotion <laughs> because you can't deal with the one dude over there? Basically. Because... <laughs> Like that's 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 just hitting me now. That's fucking weird. <laughs> like this is my company. Yeah, like you're all here, <laughs> and you are supposed to be EVPs that are overseeing mm-hmm. the whole group along with Tony Khan. And yeah, Tony Khan's the last stop of everything allegedly. Mm-hmm. But still, you're supposed to be executive vice presidents of AEW, and you are not able to work with 50% (laughs) of your promotion because of one guy. That's nonsense. And then as soon as the one guy is gone, now you can come on the show and do your victory laps and your dancing and celebrate from the rooftops. You have a guy that with him on your roster, you sell out every time you go to Chicago. Yeah. Like, you know for a fact, like, hey, we don't even got to think about it. Just throw CM Punk on that card, sell out. And you have a spot. You have a home. You have a guy that's selling. As well as Jacksonville or whatever. You have two homes. And you you have a guy that's constantly making you money. Mm -hmm. Constantly making you money with merch, with all this stuff. And you're in the back like, yeah, but I don't like him. Yeah. I don't don't like him. Like, what do you, what what do you fucking mean? Like. Like, I hate my boss, but I'm still going to show up every fucking day to work because mm-hmm. I want money. So yeah. it's like you have this guy that's making you money and you're like, yeah, but I don't like him. Yeah. I don't like him. Yeah, it just seems. Like, what do you. Like, it's, what? It's bonkers. <laughs> it's just bonkers. And, and then you like, make another show for him and you're still like, yeah, but I still don't like it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, the fact that you have to see him at all yeah. just seems to upset you. Like, and yeah, I, I see him once a month. That's yeah. it's still too much. Like, yeah. what the fuck? I don't know if it's vice versa. I can't just definitively be like, oh, yeah, CM Punk is not in the wrong here mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he certainly is um, for instigating a fight. You're not fired based on cause for just shits and giggles. You did something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I feel like this should have never have gotten this far because you should be able to put your big boy pants on <laughs> and deal with these things. Like again, like and, and that shows why, and that shows exactly why their EVPs and Tony Khan didn't feel like sharing the responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's why it's Tony Khan and then the EVPs yeah. and it's not Tony Khan and the elite, because yeah. I feel like deep down he knew some shit like this was going to happen where you're going to get your ego is going to get yeah. in the way of the money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mean, and it still kind of did, but yeah. you know, and I, Tony Khan did his best to try to prolong that. Whole I, thing. I would have to put a lot of blame on Tony Khan here for getting it this far. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, because as we say about the Mark, the Mark <laughs> situation for all of these people, and being a total Mark for these people, and yeah. being like, I'm friends with the best wrestlers in the world, and oh boy, like, like I'm over their there, boss too. Yeah, that, that other company is, is is a conglomerate. We're more of like a family, yeah. like uh, everyone's hugging and shit. Oh, <laughs> I, I hate that. I hate um, especially in business. It just does not work. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. But um, yeah, <laughs> crazy, just crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll see what happens. We yeah. haven't heard a response from CM Punk. I'm sure that we will eventually one day. Yeah. And that you know, he's will... one of the guys that like the money has to be right before he mm. opens his mouth. So yeah. I think he's ready, waiting for the best yeah. offer. And he's also going <laughs> to wait for the dust to settle for people to just start to forget about him, and then he's going to hit. <laughs> Yeah, he's like the aftershock of the major earthquake. He's like, oh yeah, the, the major earthquake has happened. Yeah, but yeah. don't you worry, because that aftershock, when everything you, you think is all right, yeah, no, and then on his way. and so that's kind of eclipsed everything that's going on in in AEW. Mm. So uh, there are reports of uh, uh, Jade Cargill who made her return last week on the show, um, and now there's reports that saying that she might leave soon and head over to WWE. Mm -hmm. So that'll be kind of interesting to keep an eye on. Yeah, uh, yeah. But other than that, uh, aside from like the whole MJF, Adam Cole thing, there's not much really going on in, in AEW. It's kind of been slow. No, I guess not. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have Daniel Bryan's retirement coming up soon. He says, yeah. he says that it's going to be his last year, basically, because uh, his, his little birdie is turning seven next year. By the time she turns seven, he says that he was going to to end his career. Uh, well, hopefully, he's, he continues being a manager because he's, he's. I like him with the Blackpool well, I'd, Combat I'd Club. I certainly like to see yeah. him on the television show. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, but yeah, I guess he he wants to go and be a dad during those uh, during those uh, those years. Which I mean, big props to him. And I think uh, the the whole the, the last injury that he had kind of like mm, you know scared yes. him a little bit more. Well, he's yeah. like, you know what? Let me yeah, let me relax. Sure. Although. <laughs> Good Lord, if he hasn't put on some of his best work post coming out of retirement, yep. I mean, wrestling-wise, he's done incredible, incredible work. Um, so, yeah, his, his retirement is much deserved whenever he does go. Um, Question before you, uh, we move on. Mm. Who should his last match be against? Oh. And you can pick from anywhere. WWE, AEW, Ooh. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess I would, it's a toughie. Yeah. It's a toughie. <laughs> I would honestly, I would like to see him and Okada get another round. I'll because, finish out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mainly because I, I think it was cut short due to injury. I think it wasn't what it could have been yep. or what it might've been leading up to. I don't know, but uh, I think that injury, because uh, I was there in the arena. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you did as, watch it. Yeah. yeah, and as soon as it did happen, I was like, oh, <laughs> like, because the match just kind of ended. Yeah. I was like, oh, something something went wrong there. You could feel it. And he's always said um, that he's wanted to fight in Japan, so yes, maybe they could yeah. do it at a Wrestle Kingdom or something. I would love to you know? see him in the Tokyo Dome mm -hmm. with Okada, I mm -hmm. think, doing a second round of that. Uh, I, I would love for that to be his last match or, or one of. Um, I think him and Adam Cole would be a pretty good shout. 
That would be uh, nice. Yeah, yeah they yeah. their little. The, the only thing that I've seen of them personally is that SmackDown show where a bunch of the people were left in Saudi. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> That was like the first year of the Saudi deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would, I would kind of love to see a proper thing with them, perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's quite a lot. Um, I, I would I think him up in AEW as the finish uh, for him would be fantastic, you know. Um, I guess Andrade is a good option as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's um, a there's a lot of people that he could, especially in AEW. Yeah. Because a lot yeah. of those AEW guys are also like old ROH guys. Mm-hmm. So like there's a lot of history there that you can yeah. kind of yeah. do with Daniel yeah. Bryan. I think I think his last match with uh WWE, him being uh him versus uh Roman mm-hmm. for the title, mm-hmm. I feel like that was a perfect way to send him off, yeah. him fighting for the title. So I exactly. think he's good on that front, but I think he needs a big a big bang in in AEW to like mm-hmm. kind of send him off type yeah, of thing. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's going to he's going to get himself a lot of dream matches in. He's already yeah. going against. Zach did he Saber put Jr. a date? Did he put a date for his retirement, uh, or no. did he just say at the end of the he year? Just, type yeah. Of, oh, okay. His his time is winding down. Oh, okay. Okay. So yes, uh, but yeah. Um, in regards to WWE, yes. <laughs> your favorite storyline right now your favorite storyline going oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the gift that just keeps on non-stop giving. buddy yeah. Yeah. and even when you don't want it to give gifts <laughs> it'll it'll still come with the gifts now no matter what show you watch yeah. it's still giving yeah, yeah, yeah. like like i didn't expect to see uncle this thanksgiving but sure not here he is, he is. Uh, we told him not to come we told him to finish up last year um, but no no he's he's coming around with with another with another six pack oh boy ready to the bloodline <laughs> I was gonna keep it going. The fucking bloodline that has well and truly jumped the shark, in my personal opinion. They're finishing the story. Ooh, <laughs> yes, this this you know Stephen King's it Odyssey. These twelve hundred pages. Jesus Christ! And, and I've read it. I can tell you firsthand the first two hundred and fifty pages of that book. Not necessary. <laughs> Much like the bloodline. Jesus. Uh, because the new developments is that Jay Uso has been moved to Raw. Jimmy Uso staying on SmackDown, mm-hmm. inexplicably trying to get himself ingratiated with the bloodline for some reason. Yeah, so they have this weird thing going on where Jimmy's trying to get into the bloodline mm-hmm. while other factions are trying to recruit Jay. Yeah. And then Solo's just, he's just there with Heyman. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Roman's in on vacation still. We haven't yeah. even seen a video of no. him. Like, he no. hasn't been Nothing anywhere. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. And so, yeah. Um, do you think this storyline has jumped the shark? Do you think that uh, this storyline has gone a bit too long in the tooth? And it's now just... Seemingly, there's no plans. There just doesn't <laughs> seem to be any plans in place anymore. Well... Here's here's my thing with the storyline. Like at first, I I didn't mind it just because. I, and if you remember back when we were watching WrestleMania, I told you that Roman was going to win, mm. just because I know how WWE is. I mm. know they wanted the whole streak thing, 
but I I at least had the confidence that's like, you know what? Maybe they have something. Mm. Maybe they have more to the storyline because at that point, it was one of the hottest storylines going. I'm like, they're printing money with the storyline. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe they have something. Yes. And as the weeks go by, you're like, okay, I see. There's there's something going on here. They still have some more story to tell. Yeah. But now it's getting to the point where you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just throwing shit at a wall. Yeah. They're just yeah. trying to see what <laughs> what's going to stick. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, they have nothing for everyone involved in the bloodline yeah there's no that. challengers for roman no. there's no challengers for for cody poor guy <laughs> yeah cody has got nothing going on the highest merch seller at this moment jimmy and jay aren't doing shit well they technically they have their little feuds but it compared mm. to what they were doing they're not doing anything it is very transparent and solo is just the- to prolong the story yeah they're they're gonna wait for a for a wrestlemania mm. they've said it mm. people thought they were joking no i don't think they're joking anymore no. <laughs> they're they're going for wrestlemania no. so and 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 they're gonna get there by any means necessary mm-hmm. even if it means a month with no champion right. well going on to two months because yes. we're halfway through this month yes. now months with no champion yeah. months with no uso interaction yeah uh yeah yeah, uh, Cody Cody's... came out the other day just for the Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. memorial thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think he had a match this week on Raw. No, I don't believe so. Yeah, no. so He's, he seems to be going back into it with Judgment Day or Dominic Mysterio yeah, or something. Yeah, which is maybe they're building up to War Games. Maybe I can I can see that. I didn't even think of that. Maybe. I can... Owens, Zane. Yeah, because they were kind of trying to break up Judgment Day, yeah. and then they kind of went back on it. Yeah, gave them all the gold. Yeah, gave I'm them all the gold. JD is going to get in there. Yeah, and, um, he'll probably try to prove his worth. Yeah, but and then yeah. you'll have um, Ripley in there. Yeah, and then yeah, so that's four. No, because Ripley doesn't count. That's five. Ripley doesn't. Count. I'm I'm sure they'd put her in there. You think? Yeah. And all because all you have to do is just get another lady on the other side. Yeah, but it's a tornadoes. Well, I guess they can just hit each other. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Well, yeah. Yeah. wouldn't surprise me. Although it could they be, have it could what? be four on four or because they because they have Cody, Jay, yeah, Sammy, mm-hmm. Owens, yeah. Who would be their fifth member? I mean, you could do Raquel if you wanted to keep Raquel. building Raquel. Nia Jax just made her Jesus return, so I mean, if you if you want Nia Jackson you, in a war game, you want to hurt somebody, throw her in there. Everyone, everyone's <laughs> getting injured. Yeah. I mean, even just I mean, by association. Could, I mean, <laughs> I, could, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it could it could work. It could work. Yeah. Or even if it's not a war game, just a regular Survivor Series match. Yeah. I can see that happening. I'm just speculating because nothing for Cody Rhodes, Mm -hmm. nothing for Jay, really, nothing substantial for Jimmy. Like a lot of these people don't have anything going on. Roman Reigns at this point doesn't even look like he's going to show up for Survivor Series (laughs) either. Because there's just no, like nobody's even talking about Roman Reigns. Like no baby face is being like, I want him here. I want to challenge for the belt. And you see that they're putting 
all their effort into like this Seth versus Shinsuke. So I'm yeah. so it's clear that that's probably going to be the main event of Survivor mm-hmm. Series. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think we're going to see Roman at least yeah. another month. A lot of emptiness, and it just doesn't seem like there's anything for anybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, where are we in terms of WWE? It's it's kind of nuts. Yeah, it man. just seems to be a lot of just spinning wheels. In the hopes that something big is going to come Yeah, because even, even with the Judgment Day, that's their biggest act right mm-hmm. now. They have little feuds here and there, but yeah. the, again, there's nothing concrete for them as, as well. No. So it's kind of like, no. and you know, and Sammy, you know, first Sammy was hurt. Yeah. Then Owens was hurt. Mm-hmm. Now I think, who's hurt right now? I think it's, is it Owens still or is it it's Sammy like, now? Yeah, I don't know. I Some, don't one know. of them is hurt now. Yeah. So we got to wait till they come back mm-hmm. for the app proper tag. It's a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. The only good thing that they have going on right now is Gunther mm-hmm. Chad. Yes. Gunther yeah. Chad. And I kind of like the Shinsuke uh, Rollins thing. Yeah. But other than that, there's not really much going on. Mm-hmm. There's not really much going on. Not at all. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But until then, we're going to finally get into our DeLorean to better times. To better pastures new. 2003. 2003. We have nothing to worry about. (laughs) Of course not. The war in Iraq is going on. All right. Little stuff. Yeah, two years after 9-11. What's your problem? Jeez. What's your problem? Let's let's get on our DeLorean. fantastic time. (laughs) Gotcha. Don't have to worry. Just play the goddamn The wreckage is cleaned. No mercy. October the 19th, 2003. We are in Baltimore, Maryland, Mm -hmm. where 8,500 approximate fans showed up, which is down from the 10,000 of the previous year that was headlined by, oddly enough, The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. Mm, It's only that time. It was in a hell in a cell. And it is legitimately one of the best hell in a cell matches of all time. Like, absolutely. Go out of your way to see it if you have not. 254,000 pay-per-view buys, which is also down from last year's Mm -hmm. Mm 300,000. So, that is what we have going on in terms of the numbers. But, but, usually, what would come next? I feel like we don't even have to bring this up. Is the raw rebound. <laughs> Listen, we all, as people, make mistakes. And although he's wearing his blood's do rag <laughs> in solidarity of raw is war, <laughs> just John Smackdown theme couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Asked oh, SmackDown superstar. to check on the 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 updates of Raw 
Triple H one. Didn't even think to have a little looky loo. Just decided, you know what? I will bring myself, and that is all. Listen, man. Um, Are you proud? Are you proud of yourself? <laughs> this is a low moment mm. for me. Mm. Um, I remember the <laughs> the last time I made a fuck up like this, mm -hmm. uh, and I apologize to all the raw rebound fans out there. Yeah, yeah. you know, the yeah, ones this is just you this time. This is on you, <laughs> you and you alone. The ridiculous thing <laughs> is that you told me via text message. I always do that. You had to check raw. Oh my god! <laughs> and you didn't even do it because I was a SmackDown themed pay per view. So I'm like, you know what? They're good. They're uh -huh. good. Uh -huh. What about Vengeance? I had to do a recap for Vengeance. I was SmackDown only. It's your excuse. Uh -huh. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, I will tell you, Angle. Kurt Angle defended what you his... reviewed raw. No. Oh, <laughs> was like, what the fuck? No. Was your... You told me that you had it covered and I trusted you. It's time for the SmackDown. Re... No, mm. no, no. Uh, Same... The SmackDown rewind is what it was called. Brought to you by lugs. It wasn't lugs. <laughs> what was the one that the Canadian guy used to do? What was his name? Hmm? What was the Canadian guy? That he's Scott Stanford. Scott Stanford. I have no idea what he used. Hey, to be. Scott Stanford, come on the show, man. We yeah. love you here. Yeah. It, love was, you. it was represented by Castor Oil, I believe. But Kurt Angle defended the WWE title against the Undertaker, and that resulted in no contest when Brock Lesnar attacked them both. Well, that was September the fourth. The following week was the infamous sixty-minute Iron Man match. Yeah. Which, thankfully, the votes were not in your favor, so we didn't have to review it. Fuck. Mm. But Brock Lesnar won by causing DQs and killing them off and doing all that jazz. <laughs> a typical Brock Lesnar match. Absolutely. It was a 5-4 to four <laughs> victory for, for, the, uh, for the wonderful Brock Lesnar. So he's That's the a new of... champion. All right. I know. Nine, nine finishes. God damn. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. 60 minutes. They filled their time. Uh, but yes, Brock Lesnar is the champion once again. Stephanie McMahon uh, is made Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar, set for no mercy. Uh, then made it a biker chain match, which a biker chain is suspended on a pole. Yes. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Big Show has been sprayed with shit. That was so dumb. I hated that <laughs> angle. I hated that. Big Show has been sprayed with shit by Los Guerreros. Every time they use like uh, fecal matters, mm. it, I, I always hate those segments because <laughs> they never like really commit to them. They always like baby step around. It's Absolutely. like, just don't do You don't have to do this angle. No, you don't. Kurt Angle has been moved down to face John Cena as he continues to grow. Uh, they have done rap battles mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to and fro. Yeah, that that was when uh, Kurt came out dressed as Cena. That's right. And okay. kicked the rhyme, and then the midget came out. Well, mm -hmm. sorry, the mm -hmm. dwarf. Yes, yes. The or the little, per little person. Yes, there we go. Yes, the little man came out and put the angle lock on him. <laughs> made him tap. Uh, and then, of course, the I Quit match. Yes. Jobs are on the line. 
Yes, jobs are on the line as <laughs> Stephanie McMahon and Vince McMahon, father versus daughter. First time ever. No holes bears. I quit match. <laughs> we'll get into is, that one. We'll get into it a Which little. is okay. already a, a no DQ <laughs> situation. It's just I quit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but Vince can lose via pinfall or submission, but Vince has to win by submission. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, some some interesting developments on the Raw and SmackDown ratings front. Not going to get fully into the Raw rebound because somebody didn't do their work. <laughs> um, but I will say this. The September 4th week. So this would be the week before the Iron Man match with Taker and Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. That pulled in a 3.5 to Raw's 3.65. Very, very close. Okay. And then the next week, the Iron Man match. Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. Raw pulls in a 3.5 to... Or, excuse me, Raw pulls in Mm 3.7 to SmackDown's 3.5. SmackDown is catching up. And then, as we move forth, the week before the Go Home Show, October 9th week... SmackDown scores a 3.6 to Raw's 3.55. By the skin (laughs) of their teeth, SmackDown has pulled forth a ratings victory. A win's a win. Mm -hmm. We've we've this whole season I've been waiting to hear the to hear that they won. And of course it comes on the day that I don't Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wait, what was like was there anything like culturally happening around that time that that happened, or what is, or was it like a straight, straight up win? Could have been a pure victory. I didn't get any uh, real information oh, okay. on it, other okay. than uh, you know. But we are talking October season, uh, which, as far as I understand, sports happens in October of various yeah. degrees. So it could have been impacted by the sports. That's that's interesting. I'm 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 gonna have to look into that because mm-hmm. that's. And I will tell you this: SmackDown has tasted victory once, and they like it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. More on that when we approach Survivor Series. I will leave it at that. We open it up first with the video package where Vince McMahon has become more biblical. Yes. More evil. <laughs> Very Absolutely. much so. Yes. Very much yes, so. Indeed. He's more evil. He's more biblical. And uh, he's, he's, he's willing to strike down the face of defiance. I love that quote. Yeah. This it used is... to be something I would quote in school all the time. You, they must have loved you. Because yeah. I used to <laughs> slap people a lot. <laughs> I strike down the face of defiance. <laughs> slap the shit out of him. It was great. Uh, match number one. Numero Cruiserweight uno. championship is on the line as champion Tajiri mm. versus Rey Mysterio and just John. Uh, you need to do some recuperation. Yes. You need to do some recuperative yes. work. Right? <laughs> You've got to rebuild I'll, this tainted image. I'll, I'll start us off. Yeah, I'll start be, us off. Before you're fired with cause. <laughs> before I lunge. Yeah, I'll, I'll start off. Uh, I'm in fear for my life. Just to let you know. Walking uh, on eggshells. This is for the Cruiserweight title. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a grudge match. 
each man holds a win over the the other, uh, trading the championship back and forth. They start off with a, a, a collar elbow tie up, but neither man can get an advantage, and they end up falling to the outside. Um, I can't really tell if that was a botch or if they meant to do that, um, because when they get back in the ring, they go back to the other the, the collar elbow tie up. Uh, Tajiri goes for a backdrop, but Ray reverses it into an arm drag. Uh, I thought he was actually going to go for a bulldog, but he changed it midway into an arm drag because, you know, it's fucking Ray Mysterio. What can't he fucking do? Uh, Tajiri tries a handspring elbow, but Ray hits a dropkick to the lower back that sends Tajiri to the outside. And then Ray hits a plancha to the outside. Uh, Tajiri starts working the arm of Ray and is in full control of the match. Uh, Ray goes to, to the top rope, but Tajiri follows him up and tries an arm drag from the top rope. Mm-hmm. But Ray hits him with a headbutt to send him to the floor. And then Ray hits a top rope DDT on Tajiri, who uh, then he goes to the cup for the cover, but Tajiri kicks out. Uh, they, trade pin, they trade pins back and forth. But then Ray sends Tajiri to the outside with a head scissors over the top rope. Uh, then hits uh, Huracrana from the apron on the outside. Mm-hmm. Back in the ring, Tajiri tried to regain momentum, but Ray hits him with a 619 to the midsection. Uh, he goes for a West Coast pop, but Tajiri catches him midair and hits a nasty-looking powerbomb. Uh, he goes for the pin, but Ray kicks out, uh, kicks out at two. Ray runs towards Tajiri uh, for a move, but Tajiri sends him flying. Uh, (laughs) But incredibly, Ray lands on the top rope Mm -hmm. and then hits a moonsault on Tajiri. Lovely. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. No fuck-ups, no stumbles, no nothing. Just right into it. Very beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, He goes for a pin, but Tajiri, of course, kicks out. after some more back and forth, Ray finally hits a 619, then a, a West Coast pop. Uh, Ray goes for the pin, but someone uh, uh, from the crowd runs in and interrupts the match. Somebody. <laughs> somebody. And while two every. Two peoples. Was it two? It was. It was two people. Oh, I only saw there the one a, guy. Yeah, because the one guy slides into the ring. Yeah. And the referee and security stop him. But there's a second security dude. And, and then he jumps the guardrail and, and stops him at the guardrail before he gets in. Oh, I didn't even notice yes, that. Yes, this would be WWE's Yakuza that's, uh, that's coming in. To the WWE. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, no. Yeah, very tasteful. Very oh, tasteful. no. Mm. I thought he was wearing a hoodie, so you're telling me he was wearing, like, the... No, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, that's... Yeah. Do better, WWE. That was, that, that was the idea. This was your better time, by the way. Yeah, this yeah. Was, this, this was, I, was living my, I was living my best life. Living my best life. But, yeah, the match gets interrupted by the masked men. In fairness. <laughs> In fairness, at this point, I would have been watching more Raw, so I would have been more oh, into Shane and Kane. Oh, that forgives it. Okay, okay. I would have been more into Shane and Kane. The Yakuza wasn't doing yeah. it for you? No, the only time I would have really been tuning into SmackDown was when Rikishi was on it, and mm. that was like my dude. That was, that was your guy. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while the, the ref and everyone's distracted with the interruption... Uh, Tajiri hits uh, Ray with a head kick to retain his uh, title. Yes. Very decent, decent match. Yes, it was Uh, a fine opener. 
cruiserweight action, two of the best in the world. Mm. Everything was very smooth. Nice. Uh, entertaining match, a bit short, depending on how you like your cruiserweight action. Mm. You know. Were yeah. you at all convinced that somebody had jumped the rail? No, I thought it was because because this was back in the day before I really like I was watching wrestling back then in 2003 but like as a kid like not really paying a, too much attention to it so like I was I, I was watching this now and I'm like maybe this is a wrestler mm. maybe it was some like I I can't really remember that that era so I'm like I can't I don't know if this was a wrestler if this was mm. just a random it fucking was person a work or yeah. a shoot brother but I knew it couldn't be a per cuz I'm like I would have heard at least some story. I've watched yes. a thousand top ten countdowns. <laughs> Someone would have fucking mentioned this incident. Probably, probably. You well, are absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the, the Yakuza. How, what was uh, what was your thoughts on the on the match? Ah, right. It was fine. Yeah. It was fine. It was definitely on the lesser extent of in terms of one opening matches because we've seen incredible opening matches yeah, yeah. during our times of the podcast, yeah. uh, both in the Attitude Area era and when we were doing WCW. So mm-hmm, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it was also on the lesser side of a cruiserweight match. So uh, because we've seen a lot of banging cruiserweight matches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but needless to say, it wasn't by no means a bad match. It was certainly just there. It was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It would not crack the top 10 if we were to list cruiserweight matches that we have seen. No, not, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> maybe it would come in at 10, depending what the top 10 looks like. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Backstage, Vince McMahon is interviewed by Josh Matthews. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon says, this hurts me. It hurts <laughs> me that I have to do this to my own daughter, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to fuck her up. <laughs> and and if anybody tries to get involved in this match, they'll be fired on the spot. And they won't just not be able to work in WWE. They won't be able to work anywhere. They yeah. will be unemployed for life, brother. <laughs> that's, that's what's going to happen, according Listen. to Vincent K. McManus. Listen, you guys wanted McManus. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Oh, you're getting McManus. It's, it's going to turn up now. Yes, yes. And, uh, and uh, let's go to uh, one of the members of the McManus stable, A-Train. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> they love pierced nipples in Denmark. Did you know this? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, apparently Taz knows this. Of course. Love pierced nipples in Denmark. It's fantastic. Oh my god. Yes. Taz is a gem. Taz is a y- gem. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is like, okay, so let's talk about A-Train. What are your feelings on A-Train? We've seen quite a bit of him this season of the podcast. We've seen him since WrestleMania. He's been in a pretty prominent position mid-card-wise, upper mid-card-wise. What do you feel about the A-Train? Are we talking about just a train in this era. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. I'm right. not talking about Lord Tensai. <laughs> Don't need to hear about Tensai. Okay, I was about to say. Fuck Tensai. Lord Tensai was great. I could talk about Lord Tensai all day. I'm sure you could. <laughs> Along but... with Beefcake and Gilbert. <laughs> my top ten. My top yeah. ten is disgusting. Absolutely. But um. No, nah, man, A-Train, for some reason, in, in this era, just feels like 
another big man that's just lost mm. in the in the shuffle. Because this was like the prime days for big beefy boys, where like steroids were out, so they mm. just were like fuck it, and they just got big big motherfuckers like mm. just big dudes. Mm. So I feel like he was just because like you had Taker, you had Brock. Like Kurt, even though Kurt was on the smaller side, he was still considered like a big dude. Because yeah, yeah, you had C. Like there was just way too many big men in that era, and he just mm. felt like he just slipped through the cracks a little bit. Mm. Um, and also he didn't have much to do regardless. Yeah, and yeah. that's my thing. Like yeah. I don't understand why he's getting this this prominent position because like Chris Benoit is currently like upper mid card main event mm-hmm, tier mm-hmm. as he has been uh, since the beginning of two thousand and three certainly. Um, and yeah, just for some reason, A Train is just always having this this mid card upper mid card spot, but you know he doesn't what actually really do anything well that's the thing too because um vince is known for being very generous with like company guys like guys are like you know what like i'll do whatever it takes for the and i feel like him it could be a case of vince being like i like you because you're a company guy so i'm just gonna keep putting you on mid card feuds because like there's really no reason for him to be in any pay-per-view Like, on Raw, like, I get it. On SmackDown, I get it. But, like, on a pay-per-view, I feel like he's the new boss man to say. Like, you know, you know, in season one, how we reviewed almost every show and (laughs) every show had a boss man. I feel like A-Train is our big boss man. Every single time. Every single time. Most don't forget. (laughs) Protected as hell. Never forget that. Once that finisher happened, it was a wrap. Who knew? But I feel like it was... Who knew? I... I still, still can't get over it. We went on like nine episodes of him not losing. No. We get, the only time he lost on our episode was when <laughs> Taker hanged yeah. him. <laughs> you had to hang him to beat him. Unreal. I'm telling you, but I feel like that's that's where A-Train, I think, falls into. Like, he's just like a really big company guy. Certainly. And they just keep rewarding him with just random yeah. fucking feuds. Like, because, like, the thing about this match is that I don't have a terrible amount of notes because not a lot happens, you know. We've mm-hmm. got A-Train being big and beefy <laughs> and Chris Benoit just trying to chop down the Redwood. Yep. And so a lot of it is just, like, pushing Benoit off, pushing him down, throwing him hither and yon. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's not very compelling because the crowd is just not very into it. Yeah. And they kind of seem like they're working against each other at points because you can tell, like, they're just giving each other receipts yeah. because they're hitting each other so hard. Like, they are stiff in the dick out of each of them. And that's one thing about the crowd for tonight that people are going to notice is that, mm-hmm. like, it's a very loud crowd. Yeah. But when something bad's happening... Yeah. They'll get like dead silent. Yeah. They'll get like dead. So, like, this isn't like a middle of the thing. No. Like, they're either all the way in or all the way out. Yeah. So, if it's they're, quiet the whole the whole match, it's because they were checked out. Yeah. They, they were are checked hot out. or they are cold. Yeah. And that is that. Uh, yeah. Like, Chris Benoit tries for the cross phase many, many times. It doesn't work. Uh, the only thing of real note is that, uh, you know, 
uh, a bicycle kick, nails Chris Benoit, and he starts to work the neck that way, and he ties him up in the ropes. He, like, grabs his arms and wraps them around the post Mm -hmm. with his belly towards the turnbuckle pad Mm -hmm. and just starts wailing (laughs) on the top of Benoit's neck. (laughs) Which look ugly as fuck. And and that was the only thing that was really like, oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. Good work, buddy. But um, the thing is... We need to talk about the botch that yeah. takes place here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because this was disgusting. And this was why I wanted to do a deep dive into A-Train and our feelings. Because what the hell? That was the... Because you told me to watch it. Because yes. everyone who's listened to this podcast know how I feel about uh-huh. uh, that other gentleman. But I had to... Because when you tell me to watch something, it's because it's, it's important. So yes. I'm like, all right. Let me see what 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 KJ's talking about. Uh, yeah, he so A Train brings a steel chair in for no damn reason because mm-hmm. it's not no DQ, right in front of the ref. Mm-hmm. Goes for a press slam, and just loses grip because like Benoit is so fucking sweaty at this point. Yeah, so sweaty. <laughs> loses grip at the top. Of the press slam, as high as he could be, and Benoit lands face first, body weight full on the neck, face first on the chair legs. <laughs> yep. What was this? Because I, I was I was watching it, and you can see because he brings him up for the press slam, hmm. and you can see him kind of like positioning himself to do the drop on yeah. the chair, but he ends up like stepping on the chair. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure if that was like, like it's weird. Cause I'm not sure if like, if he misjudged the, the, the thing or if like him stepping on the chair was like startled him or something yeah. or took his balance. Mm. But it's so weird. Cause he steps on the chair and as soon as he steps on the chair, he just lets go. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> he just completely loses Benoit. So I'm not sure if the chair had something to do with it. If maybe like it, it, he lost his balance once he stepped on the chair or what happened. But the sec- like if you go back and watch it, the second that he steps on the chair, he just lets go. Mm. And just fucking drops the guy. <laughs> outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. Like Benoit at the end of this match, he's bleeding from his face, yeah. from his mouth. From his no like, and A Train like isn't even known neck. as a, a injury no. type of guy, so it's even weirder. Like he's the one training people. Like yeah. he doesn't like, so it's kind of weird to see him botch that badly. Mm-hmm. And like it's an absolute miracle that Benoit gets up at all. Yeah, is able to deliver German suplexes, turns the crossface in, uh, but at the end of it all. Uh, the derailer kick out uh, A-Train goes for another bicycle kick but ends up hitting the chair that he's picked up and wedged in the corner (laughs) and then finally Benoit is able to lock in the sharpshooter and win an ode to Stu Hart who had passed away this past Thursday this was an ugly match yeah because just to put into perspective A-Train is Mm 6'7 and plus the height that that's right talking seven feet in the air at least because he had full dropping straight on your neck without warrant because at least if you're if you know the spots coming you can get ready 
but without warning, <laughs> you're falling from seven feet high, on your face. face first, onto a steel chair. Yeah. yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Not Un- a fun time. Unbelievable. Not a fun time. This match absolutely, like, soured me. Uh, for, like, I was like, what are we dealing with that that is acceptable? I hope that he got chewed out something wicked yeah. for being yeah. so unsafe with Chris Van Waugh. Poor yeah. guy. Poor guy. Sympathies in the chat. Uh, <laughs> Before we head to match number three backstage, Heidenreich is choking Shannon Moore. I'm so happy that you said his because I have no idea how to pronounce this shit. Yes, Heidenreich. Have you not listened to his theme song? Heidenreich. Have you not listened to his theme song? He says it. I've never listened to it many times. Why would I watch a Heidenreich match? Well, Heiden Heidenreich. 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 Yes. 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 Well, he's choking Shannon Moore. (laughs) Yeah. Because. Because he says that he saw Matt Hardy, or, or not even him, little jo- little John, <laughs> little Johnny. Wait, the artist, little John? No. Or jo- oh, okay. I was about to say. The voice is in his head. Holy shit! Our truth, little Jimmy. <laughs> there was bad. there was a time before it. Ah, little Johnny says that Matt Hardy. Throughout his his tape. No, you're lying. I swear he said it. <laughs> yeah, no, but little Johnny's an actual person, right? No, it's his head. It's, it's all his the- head. It's the voices in his head. Oh shit! <laughs> God damn. I don't like. He's he's insane. That's his whole gimmick. Oh, mm-hmm. I've never watched anything by him, so I have no mm-hmm. idea what his character is. Yeah, uh, he wasn't good. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Matt Hardy claims that it was a Shannon Moore best of tape. Mm. <laughs> And that's why he threw it away. Who made that tape? It was a, it was a Shannon Moore. It was a Shannon Moore best of tape. And oh he still God. has Heidenreich's tape, and he will get it to whoever the new GM might be. Yeah. Yes, match number three is Matt Hardy takes on Zach Gowan, the match that was supposed to happen at SummerSlam. Yep. Yes. Uh, some Matt facts. Matt Hardy cannot be grossed out. And Matt Hardy has survived five car wrecks. God damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt Hardy version one. Is I feel like at that point, he's the problem. Mm-hmm. Version one, baby. <laughs> version one. He's incredible. Uh, yeah, so Zach Gowan is getting redemption from being murderized by Brock Lesnar and getting taunted by Matt Hardy. Uh, he's already picked up a victory over Matt Hardy, apparently, on SmackDown. And so here we are. Uh, another match. Uh, Matt bullies him into the corner at the beginning, but Gowan fights out with some spinning heel kicks, a second rope bulldog as well. Shannon is able to trip up the leg of Gowan, and Matt is able to take charge. Snake eyes by Matt Hardy, and a clothesline from heel. Then... We have a suplex bow and arrow stretch by one Matatron. Matt going for the moonsault and misses. A dropkick by Zach Gallon. A springboard helo to the outside by Zach, which was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. A top rope crossbody back into the ring, but he is eventually caught into a side effect by Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy goes up to the top uh, with Zach Gowan going for a back suplex of sorts, perhaps. Zach is able to fight out. Matt drops down. Moonsault and victory. Yeah, man. Um, this, ma- this match was interesting for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Not in 
the overall the story that lined up with telling. But it's interesting for me because I always thought Zach Gowan was like a one and done type of thing. Like, oh, we're just gonna have this one legged guy here, blah blah. But now that we're reviewing it and I'm seeing that he's actually like they gave him more than one shot um to wrestle. It's fucking impressive what this guy's doing with just one fucking leg, man. Like he's doing moonsaults, he's doing fucking top rope moves, like he is he's going crazy. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. He's pretty good. He's not bad at all. Which impressed the fuck out of me, man. Yes, yeah. Well, I think the only thing that uh, was really holding him back was um the fact that WWE is just not very tasteful in terms of the way that they treat yeah. handicapped people. Yeah. Uh, this is like especially back then, they just weren't sensitive to to this type of stuff like that women were still trying to get on tv now imagine like a one-legged guy (laughs) Uh, so yes his attitude apparently backstage was was not fantastic but the the main thing was just i don't think he was ever going to get a fair shake one because of the way that they treat handicapable people and two because this man is built like a fucking stick insect (laughs) (laughs) But uh, now that you mentioned his uh, his attitude issues, that's another point that I wanted to bring up because I get it. Mm. Your first feud is against the boss of the company. Yeah. And then they're like, you know what? That feud's over. Here's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, now we're going to let you pin Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. If I was, yeah, you wouldn't be able to talk to me if I was him. Like, yeah, I, w- I would have, I, I get where his attitude come from. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. At first, I was kind of skeptical about what you were saying. I'm like, nah, I couldn't be that bad. But now it's like, yeah, you go from Vince to Brock to pinning Matt Hardy. I can see how your ego might be like, yeah, you guys can't talk to me. But, but but there you go. So Zach Allen gets a win in a couple minute match, and and there you go. And this is the uh, this is the last that we'll be seeing of Zach Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he won't be on Survivor Series, and I don't believe that he. Oh, he this was the one they yeah. kind of phased him out. Yeah, this is when he was starting to go exclusively onto TV, mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. working a couple of Velocity matches. But uh, yeah, he he would not be long for the WWE. He would not be on Survivor Series. He's not going to be there for very much longer. Uh, but yeah, sample size of Zach Gowan is his kind of, I don't know, what could have been perhaps. Yeah, yeah I feel like if anything, it's uh, wrong place, wrong time. Mm-hmm. I think if he was born a couple years more later, uh, yeah. later, you know, where he was growing up in the ECW's ROH's type of thing, maybe his career might have been different because now it's like a little bit more tall, uh, like everyone's a bit more accepting and shit. So maybe it would have been different if he was born, but I feel like he was just born at the wrong time. The land of the giants, as they used to say. So, you know. Match number four. The APA taking on the Basham Brothers. The APA comes out. They're full of piss and vinegar. I love the APA. And the Basham Brothers, when they come out, you can taste the silence. It is so (laughs) fucking quiet. Their music doesn't even, like, cover any of it up. No, no. It's so damn bad. Their music, you can hear people coughing in the crowd. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, it was eerie. I thought maybe like they had overdubbed their theme and just mm-hmm. cut out the music. No, that's their theme. <laughs> and, oh my lord, a pin 
you could hear it drop. And I'm going to get into their character more after the match because there's uh, like there's a little bit more. But yeah, I understand where their silence is coming oh from. Oh my lord, I couldn't believe it. It was the most quiet I have I, ever heard a mainstream crowd ever. Again, I couldn't believe it at first until I saw the, like, again, we'll get into it. We'll Oof. get into it. Well, well, Bradshaw, he could not wait to fuck up these boys. I like, love Bradshaw. Because Bradshaw comes and he is just hammering Doug to begin. Oh my just punching him, <laughs> stiffing him. Just every every move JB uh, Bradshaw does, every move Bradshaw does looks like it hurts. Oh, absolutely. Like it's not, yeah, it's not like some other wrestlers that you see them work and you're like, yeah, he's pretending like, no, no, no. Everything he does looks like it hurts. That's why Bradshaw was one of my favorites. Still my favorite. I am unironic in that. Still my favorite. He always looks stiff. He looked tough Mm -hmm. as hell. And then when the character JBL starts, chef's kiss, baby. That was my favorite time. Absolutely. Because Sorry, to yeah, <laughs> because I just love I love talking about JBL. His clothesline mm-hmm. is one of the realest moves mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He puts everything into it. Mm-hmm. Even when they were showing the clip of him hitting Shaniqua, yeah, it looks like he still didn't it's hold anything. <laughs> like he just once he pushes that arm all the way mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He does the wind-up. And he brings it from almost basically from the floor (laughs) and just cracks you across the chest. Absolutely. It's wonderful. Love it. And, uh, yeah, fun fact about Shaniqua. She was apparently an absolute toxic person in the back room. Damn. Absolutely. So he probably had a little... Oh, he put put a little bit extra on on it. Sure. He puts himself in pepper. Uh, yes, Farouk gets in, does very much the same thing. Yeah. Back elbow, nice and stiff. Um, power slam, and here comes Danny Basham to get a whooping as well. Uh, a botched jawbreaker by, uh, by by these two men. Thank you, because that confused the yeah. fuck out of me. So much so that Farouk was literally like, what the fuck? And they got kicked in the face for his trying that was because you see them like grapple, and then all of a sudden you just see Farouk like drop, and I'm like, "What drops him? What the fuck?" Yeah, supposed to be a jawbreaker, Jesus. Uh, not to be. Uh, Bradshaw then just pulls Doug Badger outside. I saw that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that wasn't in the script because <laughs> he grabs him by like the, his pants and just like brings him to the outside. And you can tell that it was I like I don't care what anyone says that was on the spot because if you look at uh, Danny's uh, you tag partner Doug he looks like wait should I should I get in do I have to buy t- what's going on like, <laughs> just Bradshaw just takes him outside beats him pillar to post and throws him back in uh, Farouk gets hit by a double back suplex they isolate Farouk and get some heat going but there is no heat. No one gives I a shit. Stress enough how little the fans care about the Basham brothers. It is ridiculous. At least La Resistance is getting good heat. Yeah, like, yeah. The Basham brothers are the new young tag team in town, just like La Resistance. And good lord, 
<laughs> night and day difference. Um, finally, Bradshaw is able to get himself a hot tag and a hot tag indeed. Mm-hmm. Bradshaw is killing these people. A power bomb from God's perspective. <laughs> He picks up Doug Basham and just power bombs the oh. through the ring. Oh god. A fallaway slam, the mm-hmm. last call to both Bashams, uh, because one from the top rope. Just a fallaway slam from the top rope. And Danny Basham is able to break up the count. The ref goes down here at this point, and here comes Shaniqua. Yeah. The Shaniqua with a bat of sorts, a baton. Hits uh, Bradshaw in the back of the neck. Um, Danny Basham is able to get the cover. And it was not an amazing match. And silence was in the air upon the Basham victory. Yeah, man. Um, this was like, this is the perfect definition of an ass whooping. Because mm. what what APA did to, those, to the, the Basham was an ass whooping. And it sucks that that was the finish. Mm. Because it kind of just sucked all the air out of the fucking arena. Yeah, what little there was. Yeah, because the only times that the crowd was like getting, like kind of cheering and kind of getting into it mm. was when they, the Bashams were getting their ass kicked. Yeah. So it kind of sucked that that mm. um, that's how it ended. And they prolonged this feud for some fucking reason. But I, I feel like APA should have should have gone over clean on this yeah, one. Probably. But. Yeah, I should have just killed these boys. Exactly. Moved on, but uh, nevertheless, <laughs> backstage we get a sexy interview with the trio, and this is when I understood why the crowd was silent. These guys are fucking weird mm. as shit. Like this was such an uncomfortable fucking thing to watch because she's talking. They're just like looking at her, like at her breasts, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah,", yeah. yeah. and I'm just like, "Okay, I see why the crowd." Why the crowd hates you, boy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you guys are some yeah, sick fucks. Dominatrix. <laughs> uh, because she says, look at what happened to me from that clothesline from hell. I was so confused. My breasts <laughs> have swollen. <laughs> and this is permanent. She got breast implants. That's why she was taken <laughs> off TV. And this is the reason that they just wanted to. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Like she got breast implants, so they're like, oh, we'll say that your tits were swollen from the clothesline from hell. Why do people hype up the Attitude Era? Right? I don't get it. Well, this is ruthless <laughs> oh aggression, baby. Is it? All right, yes. Does it count as ruthless yes. aggression? Yes. After 2001, this is ruthless aggression. Oh, this isn't even <laughs> fucking work. Oh, my God. I thought this was the ad. Yeah, damn. Uh, but yes, because they win, uh, I don't. They get to uh, they get to go home and they get to be uh, dominated by the dominatrix. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Time for a video recap package of father and daughter. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> Going to war. I quit. You have always been the apple of my eye. You've always been daddy's little girl, and you always will. I love this business. I've always wanted to to be a part of this business, to be closer to my family. Allow me to introduce you to the new general manager of SmackDown, Stephanie McMahon! I don't want to be the same as my father in terms of 
negative aspects. I'm strong like he is, but I don't want to be known the same way he is. I don't want to be feared. I want to be respected. I gotta say that you're a terrible disappointment, Stephanie, because when I put you in a position of general manager of SmackDown, I thought for sure I could be proud of you. You would follow in my footsteps, but it looks like maybe I made a bad investment. I'm hoping that she comes out here and respectfully resigns as general manager of SmackDown. I will not quit. Not now. Not ever. Yes, you will. time uh that was an unsettling video package it was it was even the opening package yeah it's like i love you daddy and it's just gonna be like i'm gonna fucking kill you like whoa whoa. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why i'm like we shouldn't be laughing that was some but yeah that was some terrible shit Mm -hmm. that was some terrible terrible thing yes yeah so so linda mcmahon is with stephanie mcmahon for this one Mm -hmm. sable is with vince uh, Vince coming out looking like a stuffed turkey. Jack to the gills. Just mm-hmm. fucking. Dark skinned. Jeez. And thick. <laughs> Looks like Tony Atlas. Yes. Very, very <laughs> gross. Very gross. And old Tony Atlas. Not the new. Old Tony not Atlas. young. Not young Tony. <laughs> so, not with the baby oil on him. No. 
Old, old uh, Tony Atlas. Yeah, this is old, toe-sucking Tony Atlas. <laughs> I just want to go home. I just want to go home. <laughs> toe-sucking Tony Atlas is fucking crazy. <laughs> toe-sucking Tony <laughs> Vinny Mac, one and the same. <laughs> A cheap shot by Vince McMahon on Stephanie McMahon. Uh, Stephanie jumps on the back. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, they fight into the corner, some kicks, but Vince is shoulder tackling, using the power, grabbing Stephanie by the hair and throwing them all around. Um, shoulder barges into the corner, Vince McMahon. And the crowd's like very uncomfortable. Oh, yes. They're dead silent yeah, the whole time. <laughs> very uncomfortable for any Vince McMahon offense. The only time they cheer is, is to call him an asshole. Yeah. That's the only time. Because Stephanie McMahon is screaming like she is getting killed like yep. that's what makes it so uncomfortable if yep. she was just like regularly selling maybe yeah. it wouldn't be so gross i mean it even, is gross even when they get to the part with i don't want to skip ahead but mm. when they get to the boston crab part yeah. and she's like, like screaming scream like murder and like to the point where like the camera had to stop focusing yes. on her face because they're like, I right, this is kind of... <laughs> like, it's so ugly. Yeah. It's so ugly. Yeah. Like, Stephanie, or excuse me, Sable slaps Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Linda chases her, but Vince stops it, and he's just like, well, big man, big And then man. you get that, oh, so... Get out of my face. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, as you say, the half crab just screaming. It's so horrible. Mm-hmm. Then he puts her in a bow and arrow. She's just screaming some more. Yeah. And it's like the the commentary is like, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this should not be. Um, yes, Linda finally attacks Sable mm-hmm. after she brings a lead pipe into the ring. Uh, Vince McMahon grabs her, but ends up getting a slap and then a low blow by Stephanie, and then gets a pipe to the cock, and a roll-up only gets a two. That genuinely surprised me. Yes, <laughs> and then the crowd is absolutely lit up from this. Mm-hmm. The pipe attacks by Stephanie McMahon, uh, only two after the foot is on the rope, and then a bulldog by Stephanie McMahon, and again, the crowd is on fucking yeah, fire. Yeah. So, oddly enough, even though they are very uncomfortable, they want Stephanie McMahon to win so badly. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, but um, the crowd is on fire, but it is snuffed out as Vince McMahon takes a lead pipe to <laughs> Stephanie McMahon, hits her in the guts, yeah, and then chokes her. <laughs> An uncomfortable amount of time until Linda finally throws in the towel. Vince wins. Pie faces Linda down. An unnecessary and, match. <laughs> and also, the only thing I I loved about this match is at the end when uh, Vince pie faces a Linda, you hear Michael Cole being like, 30 years of marriage. When he puts his hands on Linda for the first time and Taz is like, that, that we know of. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. 
I'm like, that's not true. Yeah. That's not true. <laughs> Taz was the only person to have the balls to be like, that went off. Yeah. And then just fade back out. Because even outside of KV, that's not true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm telling you. I 100%, 100%, he has slapped Linda Taz, at least once. Taz, Taz is the greatest commentator of all Absolutely. time. Absolutely. <laughs> but I digress. Yeah. He has uh, unbelievable. What a. <laughs> this was ugly. Yeah. This was uncomfortable. This was so unnecessary. <laughs> this was so unnecessary. And Vince always does this. He always does. Like, he just, he goes way over the line. Yep. And then he's like, oh, but don't worry, pal. There'll be some comeuppance. And it's never a suitable amount of comeuppance. <laughs> so, yo, like, because even, even with, um, with this, like, the one thing I, I love about Vince matches is that there's a routine, which yeah. is always like, it starts off mild, yeah. decent stuff, shoulder block here, Absolutely. wrestled here. Yeah. And then for some reason, it just goes into like overdrive yeah. where it's like all the weird shit that could happen is yeah. going to happen like in this yeah. little spot. Yeah. And same, like crowd's dead the whole night. Mm-hmm. Crowd doesn't give a shit. Yeah. They're uncomfortable. Yeah. Commentary is uncomfortable. Then out of nowhere, lead pipe comes. As soon as I saw the lead pipe, I'm like, here we go. <laughs> it's the McMahon hour. And just like that, it goes into complete chaos. And fucking Stephanie getting like three pinfalls. And all three times, I'm like, he, she got him. And he kicks out. I'm like, oh, my God. And it's like the crowd are just there for it. It's like you have the crowd in the palm of your hand. You like, just I, pull the trigger. Yeah. And it's like, listen, man, I, I get it. Like, you think that the ends justify the means. And in like a certain sense, you're right. Yeah. But you go so far. So far. But because like the, the most infamous thing of like bringing up the you've gone too far here is when he makes Trish Stratus bark like a dog. Yeah. And strip. Yeah. Yeah. And humiliate her on TV. Yeah. And he's like, but don't worry, pal. He got, and I got my comeuppance at, uh, at WrestleMania, you know? Linda kicked me in the balls. Oh my god! <laughs> Trish slapped me. That's what more do you want? It's like no, Vince. Like that is not justifiable enough. Vince is the best at like taking a small concept, a small idea, oh. and pushing it to the point where people are like, "All right, you shouldn't be yes. doing this." And he's like, "Oh, but everything's fair game." It's like it's not. It's it's really not. <laughs> How is God gonna get his comeuppance? Oh <laughs> man. Like, oh, but good lord like this this here is just like heat and he's like oh yeah but don't worry yeah next month pal. Next and then month. and then you have the spot with uh steph hitting him with the lead pipe and it's like okay yeah he made good on his promise he's gonna get his comeuppance he got slapped yeah. kicked in the balls lead pipe all of this okay. then he kicks out and that's when i'm like oh yeah this isn't the episode he where he's gonna him. get his, his come up. And, I'm like, this isn't the this isn't the part. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, on to match number six. Katangu versus John Cena. Yeah, so let's just get right into the match, man. Oh, uh, oh absolutely not. <laughs> oh yeah, the promo package oh, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got a good promo package, but that's not what we're here for. Oh, boy. That's not what we're here for. We're here for the lyrical renditionings as performed by 
the doctor of thugonomics, K.J. Johnson. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, if you would, please, just, John, cue up the music um, and uh, uh, drop a beat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yo, 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 yo. So Kurt Angle tried to diss me, but he just came off soft. He's like sick Freeman and Roy, and I'm a tiger that's pissed off. <laughs> this is John Cena. It's time to get diddy. You don't want to mess with me? I'm like a prostitute with herpes. Thought he was funny with his midget that he couldn't take his hands off. Wanna see a real joke? Just have Kurt Angle take his pants off. He claims intelligence. That's impossible. His head is hollow. His t-shirt used to say you suck. But they had to switch it cause it swallows. You want to show your true colors, Kurt? Then dress up like a chick. And stop acting like we're married. Get the hell off my dick. I was expecting a round of applause. No, no. Okay, well. Some people just don't know real real talent. Real music? Yeah, so let's break down the rap verse for verse. What do you yes. think? Well, <laughs> no, when we talk about the intricacies cool. it's, it's, of prostitution, let's just, let's just get it. <laughs> oh, Oh my god. (laughs) There you have it. So that was a a fantastic repetition. Uh, Kurt Angle, I know that he's. Is he your favorite wrestler of all time? He is, yes. So I know that he's your favorite wrestler of all time. But now comes the question. Because I'm following a YouTube channel and they put up posts all the time and they, they throw out a wrestler and they're like, hey, top 10, top 5 out of the top 10. Or a top three. Mm-hmm. Where do you see Kurt Angle in top wrestlers of all time? Is he a top five? Is he a top ten? Or is he outside of a top ten? Yeah, so in my list, he's he's one, of course. But if I was being unbiased and just making a top wrestlers list, I'll put him like top thirty, top twenty. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, top top thirty, top so twenty. He is far back. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Why do you think that is? <clears throat> like, what are, what are your reasons? Because he he had a an amazing career mm. uh, throughout WWE and TNA. Mm. Uh, he bait you know the whole Perk Angle thing and all that. Um, but I just feel like there's a lot of people that done a lot of great, great things in wrestling. You know, like wrestling is one of those things, like, it's not like basketball and, and football that kind of like happened closer to like the modern times. Like wrestling's been around for 
like you know for yeah. centuries and shit, yeah. right? Like they it's been around for a while. So there's a lot of people that have done a lot of great things, and I just don't see him being top ten. Like top twenty, I can make a case for him. Top thirty, like I can legit make a case for him. Top thirty, top twenty, I can argue my way. I can argue him in there, but to crack that top ten, you know, when there's still guys like Flair, like uh, Taker, John Cena, especially, you know, there's a lot of guys. Bruno San Martino. There's a lot of guys that done a lot of great things. So for him to be in that top ten. That's that's just gonna take a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we have a split reaction tonight as John Cena continues to get incredibly over. Yeah, man, I was surprised. I told you, I was surprised. That match with the Undertaker. I'm telling you, that match with the Undertaker was the turning point. Yeah, because he was working heel this whole time, and the yeah. crowd you could still hear like "Let's go, Cena!" chants. Full on 50-50. Yeah. It's very loud. Cena continues to get over. That's what's really exciting about this time period, actually, is that, yeah, we've had the SmackDown 6 and stuff like that, and we have had incredible wrestling and matches. But seeing John Cena coming up in the ranks, mm-hmm. coming up and little by little actually organically getting over before it would turn completely sour and he'd be pushed down our throats. Like, he's still being pushed yeah he's still being pushed in there but he's being pushed in a in a more conceivable manner where he's looking credible looking like a true challenger but he's not winning all the time mm-hmm, he's winning mm-hmm. on tv he's getting momentum that way but the big ones he's coming up short but he's still holding his ground and that's really good yeah and he organically gets over that way it's very nice um yeah so it's a split match as, uh, you know, they, they have their feel-out game in the beginning. Kurt Angle, obviously, the better wrestler. So Cena mm-hmm. wants to make it a fight. And he is successful. Yeah. After Kurt Angle gives him the fingers, flips him the double berries, John Cena <laughs> pushes him around, and they start to fist the cuffs. And it's a hard clothesline by John Cena that manages to get him on top. And they trade a little bit, running shoulder tackles into the corner. Uh, but Cena ends up hitting the post on one of them. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Kurt Angle uh, hits the, uh, the post as well. And gets to begin work, does John Cena, a knee to the gut and some spinning side slams to keep control. A spine buster gets a two count. We got a drop kick coming off the top rope here. Yeah. And Kurt Angle hits John Cena coming off the top rope and nails him in the shin. <laughs> I'm not sure if he was, if he was, because per- he has the ankle lock, so I'm not, per- I'm not sure if he was purposely aiming no, for that no. or if he just missed his jump. Absolutely. <laughs> something that they don't normally do. Kurt Angle does not normally do a drop kick, mm-hmm. and John Cena does not normally come off the top rope. <laughs> yeah. Both men were out of their And they were both very <laughs> unsuccessful <laughs> at it. <laughs> Honestly. Um, but there you go. Uh, it connects to the shin, but they recover nicely enough. Uh, Kurt Angle with clotheslines of plenty, Russian leg sweep and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. An ankle lock, but Cena gets to the ropes outside. Uh, they fight on the apron for a little bit, and uh, German suplex attempt by Kurt Angle. <laughs> I I love that spot because yeah. every time he does it, I'm like, you're not like you're not fooling anyone. No one's gonna take this bump. No, no, no. But every time he does it, I'm like, maybe. 
maybe this is the day. Maybe this is the day. This guy could be stupid enough. To do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm like, Cena's young. I don't know. Maybe he thinks his neck can hold up. Yeah, yeah. His shin, his shin was fine. So maybe why his not? neck is good. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it is not to be a DDT on the apron by Kurt, uh, by uh, Cena to Kurt Angle. Yeah. And then a second rope leg drop only gets two count. These guys doing fantastic work with each other. They're working so smoothly. They have good chemistry. Oh, yeah. Oddly enough, you know, you wouldn't think these pair together uh, very well. And you didn't see very much of it. During their careers, they fought maybe once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, the debut and then one here, and there might have been peppered elsewhere, but not too not too often. And they did have fantastic chemistry with yeah, each other. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting that this should have been his last match. John Cena, Kurt Angle, should have been his last match. I'm but. No, wait, yeah, yeah. Kurt's Kurt's way past this prime now. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kurt's, yeah, yeah Kurt's cooked. Now. Yeah, Kurt's cooked. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like it could still, but then I'm like, nah, Cena's in shape, but yeah, Kurt Kurt's gone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's over. German suplex by Kurt Angle. Uh the suplexes by Kurt Angle, Cena yeah. uh, the the diet three amigos. The <laughs> uh he manages to um it's John Cena recovers and hits a buckle bomb. To Kurt Angle. Yeah, that was terrifying. Honestly. That was terrifying to look at. it was safe. If you you see it, it was very safe. Like, Kurt Angle, he fell in such a light manner. I mean, it looked But the sound of it, and then I just got, like, I got, like, PTSD, like, Mm. war flashbacks from the Seth Rollins thing thing. And I'm just like, oh, no. I know. I know. I couldn't believe it. Like, my heart was in my throat. But when when you see the replay, you're like, oh, yeah. Like, Kurt landed, like, really... Lightly, like very lightly. Still yeah, made a yeah. good sound, but he came from enough of a high distance. Very good. Yeah. I was very impressed by that. Um, FU, solid dead center of the ring, but it's a kick out. FU countered into an angle slam. Kick out. Cena going for the chain. The ref stops him, but Cena has grabbed the medal in the meantime. I, I watched this match in its entirety. Mm focused yeah. completely. I did not see him grab that I medal. I didn't see it either. It seamless. Very seamless. Holy shit. Whenever he did grab it, massive. Yeah. Very good. Like this, like John Cena, the, the, the pieces are there. Mm-hmm. The pieces are there. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it now. You and know, every time they put him in the big spot, yeah, he doesn't he's fuck delivering. up. He's yep. delivering. Yep. And he's doing like the little things that make it like, oh yeah, this is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a shame he couldn't hold on to it <laughs> when he became <laughs> WWE champion that first round. Which is it's his career is so weird because before he 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 they really shove him down our throat yeah. with the whole C Nation thing. People love John yeah. Cena. Then the whole C Nation thing happened. The Nexus thing happened. People hated him. No one oh, wanted yeah. to see him. Then he retires, and all of a sudden, people love him again. Yeah. <laughs> like, his career is so interesting. Topsy turvy. <laughs> My goodness. But we have some reverses, some back and forths, an FU into the angle lock. Yeah, this whole sequence was amazing because it it's FU. He rever- uh, Kurt reverses it into like an angle slam type yeah. of thing. Then Cena reverses it mm-hmm. into. Uh, whatever he reversed it into, yeah, and then and then he uh, Kurt reverses it into a victory roll that he then reverses his own move into a. At- Come on, man! Seamless. Top twenty. Seamless. Don't play with me. <laughs> Don't play with me. Seamlessly, seamlessly transitions. F you into the ankle lock. 
and of course tap out yep. and win. Kurt Angle wins a fantastic match, amazing uh, match, absolutely. As uh, as Kurt Angle gets the big win here, but again that fifty fifty. Uh, John Cena continues to be very, very over. Yep. Uh, I'm excited to see where John Cena goes for the Survivor Series because um, he has a prominent role in Survivor Series next month. Mm. And I would love to see the crowd reactions there. And if it's sustainable, very excited to see where yeah. he goes. And I feel like he's at that point, too, that like other wrestlers kind of know, like, all right, this this is the guy. Because mm-hmm. every wrestler that he's been in there with so far with uh, Kurt, um, and Taker, yeah. So you can tell that they they have a certain respect for him, but just mm-hmm. by like the way they're uh, they're treating him in ring, mm-hmm. where it's not like they're bringing like their B stuff or their yeah. C stuff or yeah. none of that, <laughs> like none of that. Like they're not phoning it in with him. Like yeah. they're treating him like, yeah, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. Like this it is the guy. It seems like they're playing to his strengths mm-hmm. and they're hiding his weaknesses because I, I remember at the beginning. Um, Whichever one we were doing, there was there was some show that he was on where he was doing like a five minute six man tag, and who he was, was so clunky. I remember that. Uh, so, I forgot who it, it was. It might have been Vengeance because it, it was him and the FBI yeah, the versus, versus Rhino Benoit. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was so clunky and so fat footed and like just an absolute mess. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that's been kind of pulled away from him now. And he's, he's getting much better at these things. And so, yeah, it's working out in his favor. Like yeah. week on week, you can see that things are getting better for him. And it, it's fantastic to see. Yeah, it's very interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Match number seven is for the U.S. title as Eddie Guerrero defends against the World Burton Fab Showdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, Paul Heyman has a thing for the big show. I don't know if he's an undercover Paul Heyman guy. I think he is. I God. think he is. Because even like as recently as like, uh, what, like five years ago uh, when, when uh, uh, he was still head of creative, like yeah. big show kept having like big promises. <laughs> Former WWE champion, the what the guy that beat Brock Lesnar the first time. Yeah. Yeah. The guy that uh built Brock Lesnar up for the Rumble. He's Which, had uh WrestleMania with The Undertaker. WWE title matches out the wazoo. Which makes no sense because he doesn't even feel like the type of guy Paul Heyman would like. Yeah, I don't know if it's under big like uh, Vince McMahon influence. It could be, but could be a little bit of both. I don't think so because Could, <laughs> you've got Paul Heyman and Big Show. They were connected in ECW as well. That too. He was sent down to ECW. Yeah, yeah. He was fucking champion there too. <laughs> <laughs> Holy so, shit! I don't know. Yeah, somebody ought to ask that question. Ask the hard hitting question. So weird because it's Show not even Paul Heyman guy. He's not even like that. Well, he's he's a good wrestler, but he's you know. I Really? I, I, I generally, right. I really, really like the Big Show. Like, he's one of the people that if I became a wrestler, he's one of the people that I honestly always wanted to fight. Okay, like, okay. He's like one of my dream matches because I, I just have visions of like bumping around like crazy <laughs> for the Big Show. And it would just be so much fun to me. Okay. Just getting thrown around by Big Show. And I don't know. I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. Um, 
Uh, he's not my cup of tea, but I, no, you know. I, I like Big Show's work. That's fair, like fair. Well, but let me tell you, when he's out of shape, when he's fat, he's awful. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, want, I just want to make sure. <laughs> he is awful. Yeah. But when he is in shape and when he's motivated, very good. Like WrestleMania 24, him and Floyd Mayweather. Okay, I'll give you. I'll one give you that. I'll give you that matches. is one of my favorite celebrity and matches one of, of all my time. I remember that vividly because that was when I was first watching wrestling yes, that I could kind of like yeah. understand what's happening. I'm like, that's Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. What the? F- what's going on? Like that was the f- and literally that was the only thing that made me watch WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you that. I'll yeah. give you that. That will, one match was yes. fantastic. So he's he's had he's had little glimpses. He's had little moments when he's because even that, like he lost so much weight. Mm-hmm. Like he was gone for a while. I remember that time. And he was so big and so heavy, and then he finally comes back and he's dropped all this I weight. Remember. And he looks amazing <laughs> and goes right into that program with Money Mayweather. That even like, I feel like even even commentary was like, "What the fuck?" Like yeah, I remember the first so day. Fucking good. <laughs> the first day that he showed up, and everyone's like, "Holy yeah. shit!" Jesus, look at him, like fantastic. I remember so, that. Yeah, he, he when he's in good shape, when he's motivated, he's he's really fucking good, mm-hmm. and and he shouldn't be slept on as heavily as he is. But I do understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, U.S. title match. Yeah, U.S. title match, uh, champion Eddie Guerrero uh, versus challenger Big Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically same shit, same uh, typical big man, small guy uh, dynamic here. Yes. Uh, Eddie, Very much like uh, Benoit A. Train of earlier. Exa- <laughs> exactly. Uh, Eddie starts off uh, throwing the belt at Big Show. Mm-hmm. And when Big Show catches it, of course, <laughs> Eddie just goes... Off, yeah, and goes just off on the big show. Uh, but of course, it's the big show, so gets into the corner, big chops to the chest of uh, of Eddie, chops to the back of Eddie because he he comes in with an injury. We have to, we have to briefly touch on it for the context here because uh, he he, uh, has like a lowrider truck or something, yeah, it's not his usual lowrider. Um, and he gets choke slammed on it. Big Show breaks it with his fist, <laughs> breaks the windshield with his fist, throws Eddie Guerrero all over it. So he's got glass shards and cuts everywhere. Yeah. Choke slams him on the roof of the thing. It looks so ugly. And it was like, God yeah. damn. And like, like, how do you go <laughs> from being covered in shit to the choke slam incident? How that's, is that part of the same few weeks? Because that's that's Big Show's whole gimmick. He's never like it's never one side. He's always like being insanely goofy. Then in that same feud, they'll be like, no, but he's still a monster, though. Yeah. But he's still a monster. And then you're like, when you're like, okay. He's a monster. Then they're like, no, no, but he's goofy, though. Yeah, but he's goofy. Because he, like, he was tripped over by a rope <laughs> the night that he got covered in the shit. That I think Eddie was like yeah, pulling, like, Charo yeah. Pulled the, pulled the rope. Like he some Looney Tunes type of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're like, no, no, but he's a monster. Yeah. But he's a monster. And then next week they'll they'll probably make him like, uh, <laughs> dude, fuck May Young or uh, some exactly. shit. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Eddie manages to send Big Show to the ground. Uh, Eddie then goes and grabs a steel chair. This was actually really, really fucking clever because Eddie grabs a steel chair, throws it into the ring, knowing that the ref is going to pick it up right away and throw it out. Absolutely. So as the ref goes to Chris Benoit, you're going to get thrown face first. Apparently. <laughs> so uh, the ref grabs a fucking blue chair that I hate those blue chairs. He grabs the blue chairs and throws it out. And while he's throwing it out, Eddie just grabs the lid of a trash can and fucking decks Big Show with it. The loudest sound. Well, maybe uh, since WrestleMania four, the loudest like uh, uh, trash can shot I fucking heard. Absolutely. Um, back in the ring, uh, Eddie keeps control, landing chops and punches to the Big Show. Uh, they go back to the outside, and bi- and that's when Big Show starts tossing Eddie all over the fucking that's arena. Right. Picks him up and just hoofs him into the steel post. Just tosses him all over. Um, Eddie is jacked. From the start of the podcast, he actually seems like he's gotten bigger. Yeah, like, yeah, seems yeah. Like he's put on more muscle mass. I, wa- I wonder why. Jesus <laughs> fuck. He's getting ready for the title. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. oh Sorry, I was going to make a joke and then I had to physically stop myself. <laughs> Holy saw, shit. I saw the gears grind to a halt in your brain. <laughs> we love Eddie, man. Um, big show then uh, from the bottom. Mm. Big Show grabs Eddie and fucking gorilla presses him into the ring, which is a spot that we see a lot, but most of the times it's kind of sloppy. But this one, because Big Show's like seven feet, he's like eye level with the top rope. So he just kind of like just places him over. Uh, so that just kind of gives you an idea of how uh, big pause Big Show is. Uh Right? We have, yeah, we did. Uh, and he's legitimately uh, fucking gigantic. I think it was a SmackDown. Yeah. Was it a SmackDown? Yeah. I think it was a SmackDown that Unlike we were watching. Omas was five foot eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Omas is like five four. Yeah. Omas is not. Give it, give it <laughs> We've seen both men. They're not the same height. No, they can stop they it. They they're trying to build them up as, but they're not. No, they, are. they are not. Uh, Big Show exposes the top turnbuckle. Uh, and whips Eddie back first into the top turnbuckle, uh, right in the where the where the injury is. Uh, Big Show then places Eddie on the top rope, but before he can uh, do anything, Eddie smashes Big Show on the yes, exposed yes. turnbuckle, uh, stunning the big man and uh, and giving uh, Eddie enough time to hit a frog splash slash crossbody onto a standing Big Show. Eddie goes for the pin, but Show sends him flying. <laughs> and Eddie lands on the ref. Uh, Big Show gets up quickly. He Apparently, he doesn't notice that there's a whole human being under Eddie. <laughs> but he goes for the leg drop. Drops a big leg. Eddie gets ref. out of the way. Poor Nick Patrick. Ref is, ref is deceased Can now. <laughs> ref is deceased. Something about the refs during this time period. They take ass whoopings. Yeah, you don't see refs taking like big, big bumps. It's always like a little shoulder yeah. tackle. Not anymore. Yeah. You don't attack the refs anymore. Yeah, no leg drops on Aubrey Edwards. No, or none of no that sledgehammers. Shit. <laughs> no. Earl Hebner. 
Abner took a sledgehammer. You, <laughs> you fucking pants. No, now, now all the fucking refs now want to be like yeah. in the spotlight but don't want to take the bumps. Look at little fucking fucking cowards. But the ref the ref is now deceased and Eddie Eddie now he's in his element. He as soon as he looks and he sees the refs down, he's like, Oh, you can see the gears turning. He's looking around, he's like, Well, what am I picking up? What am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) And um immediately Eddie hits Big Show with some brass knuckles. (laughs) Uh he tries to wake up the ref. The ref uh sort of wakes up, but the count was slow enough that Big Show kicks out, uh kicks out at two. Then uh, Eddie again. He's he's thinking, what the fuck? What, what should he do? What should he do? Uh, he goes for, to the outside, <laughs> and he grabs the belt, and he just hits fucking Big Show with the belt again. And then he hits a frog splash, but again, Big Show kicks out at two. Uh, spine Buster from Big Show only gets a two count. Choke slam by Show, but Eddie gets his foot on the rope. Now shows pissed off he's like god damn i did everything i I did the choke slam he's still up uh he goes to pick up eddie low blow by eddie guerrero the big show uh ddt only a two count Uh, and then this is what like this was a good match i really like this match but this is where it kind of gets sour for me because big show the spirit of the big boss man gets into him and he just kind of gets up choke slam out of nowhere one two three (laughs) He's yeah. the new champ. Yeah. Very heel-heavy night. Only Kurt Angle's the only face that yeah. wins. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a very heel-heavy night. New champion of the big show. Yeah, but this was, this was again, this was a fun, fun match. Yes. Especially if you're a fan of Eddie, especially if you're a fan of the show. This was a fun match by both men. Yeah. Terrible ending. Yes. Yeah, Terrible yeah, ending. Unfortunate ending. Yeah. Uh, yeah, does a, uh, it seems to be a theme of the night, just kind of sucking the wind out of the of, yeah. the, of the finishes there. Because they had a bunch of finishes that they can choose from. They just went with the worst possible yeah, one. Yeah, but, um, but there you go. Yeah, Big Show, uh, new U.S. champion. He's got a toy belt. It's so fucking small. That's, that's another thing that I hated about Big Show, is that every time he would win a title, every title just looks so <laughs> tiny on him. Because even I remember when he had the when him and um the Miz were doing their yes, thing, yes. and they had like four belts between each of them, mm-hmm. and, and it he, still looked tiny. Yeah. It looked like he just had a bunch of toy <laughs> titles. <laughs> a brief interview with the champion backstage, where he's just like, "I did it. I'm the winner. I'm the champ. Yeah, nobody's gonna take it from me." Well, it's the big show. That all that type of jazz. Well, mm-hmm. it is the big show. <laughs> Finally. The main event time. Biker chain for the WWE title. Yes. We have ourselves a, a package. We have a package. Biker chain. You know who you are? I know who the hell you are. You're an animal. Brock Lesnar is a violent, vicious, sadistic animal. This man. Unrelenting. Brock Lesnar respects no one. You don't 
Honestly, all the promo packages for it, they've been a little uncomfortable mm. with the Vince and stuff, mm. but it w- they aren't bad no. promo. Like every promo package tonight has been pretty they decent. Across the theme. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's, it's not like fucking SummerSlam where everything yeah. felt like fucking like, a fucking uh, funeral. Jesus. Uh, yes, as as uh, Undertaker, as Undertaker comes out here. I see a, a disposable camera in the front row. Somebody's using a disposable camera. Okay. Brought a tear to my eye. Oh. <laughs> better times. Way better, better times. times, man. Simpler times. Even when you look back at old shows when something cool would happen, like all the little flashes in the crowd, I miss that. Yes. I miss great. that. It's great. Now everybody's just got their oh, phone. On their phone. No one's making no flashes. It no. sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Disposable cameras. Like like WrestleMania when fucking Kane would go for a choke slam or yeah. someone will pick someone up and you just saw like yeah. all the flashings. That and was, it was always the shittiest photos. Just <laughs> <laughs> so far away. Yeah, we were learning how to use so cameras crazy. back there. We were just like, fuck it. <laughs> oh man. Half of them wouldn't develop properly. <laughs> Oh, there's no, there's no pain like bringing the little film in, oh, yeah. and then them being like, yeah, this one picture, yeah. not happening, yeah. not happening. Yeah. Like we printed it, mm-hmm. but it's it's just it's a blur. Just yeah. a blur. <laughs> you failed on this one. All the kids listening right now are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, yeah, they like, got no idea what that disposable camera is. <laughs> 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 what is disposable? <laughs> And flip phones, good God! Oh, those took the worst pictures ever. Mm. The I've never seen a cool picture from a flip phone. It's always kind of like the same. The first selfies on a flip phone 
absolutely oh my God. just devastating. Just like I'm still trying to find my flip phone from back <laughs> when I was a kid because I had a flip phone. And I know there's some garbage ass pictures Happy in there. Your chin is always good. <laughs> yeah, because the yeah. camera was fucking tiny. Absolutely, it was like a toy camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cat and mouse game to start. Uh, Lesnar running away from the Undertaker using the speed, using a duck quickness mm-hmm. uh, between all of these big bulky bastards. <laughs> Undertaker tries for the old school, not once, not twice, but thrice. Yeah, that's what th- for the beginning of this match. They made the old school look like it was the tombstone. Absolutely. I was like, is he going to finish the match? Why is he? <laughs> why is he running from the fucking old school so much? Yeah, no, no. School is blocked many times until finally it is done, and then he hits a Mahi Straw Cradle. <laughs> Does the Undertaker? <laughs> that's <laughs> that's my favorite thing about Taker. Like every one of his matches, he'll try some shit that everyone's like, "Why are you doing yeah. that? <laughs> What's going on?" Just ugly as hell. <laughs> Outside brawling, Taker goes into the steel steps. Inside, Lesnar mm-hmm. works over table. They take it for a little bit. Fisherman suplex by Brock Lesnar. The Undertaker is able to fight back and tries for the running boot in the corner, but misses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Brock recovers and shoulders Taker off of the apron into the guardrail at the same time. Back inside, The Undertaker is fighting back with the hands and the flying clothesline to get some epic air on it. Yep. Let me tell you what. That was back when the knees were good. Mm-hmm. Still. <laughs> yes, yes. He's got the agility. Uh, a two count uh, is what that gets. And then a stun gun by The Undertaker. It looks a little sloppy, but these are very heavy-ass men. Mm-hmm. Very light person things. Uh, it's not going to work out. What the fuck was that? <laughs> you say, don't try things that are out of your comfort zone. <laughs> Stay in the pocket. Uh, hammer locks and wrist locks. That's what they should be doing. That's it. <laughs> Shut up. That's all they do. <laughs> Oh. It's a power slam by Brock Lesnar, and then the steel steps get tossed into the ring by Brock. Wait, did you get to the light? The light part? The lights. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so, yes. so, so Taker. After the stun gun. Yeah, after the stun gun, Taker climbs up the top rope mm-hmm. to grab the chain that's on a pole, which is just I love that stipulation. But <laughs> before he can grab the chains, the lights go off, and Taker jumps down, getting ready to to fight off wherever it is. But it was no one. The lights just came back on. Yeah. Yeah, nothing yep, at all. Yep, yep, and that yep, results yep. in the power slam by Brock Lesnar. Yeah, exactly. And then the steel steps getting tossed into the ring. Uh, drop toe hold into the steps by Brock Lesnar to Undertaker. Clothesline, though, sends Brock Lesnar over the top rope. And then outside of the steel steps, a pile driver. The ugly, Undertaker ugliest <laughs> looking. Yeah. I don't know why Brock <laughs> took it like that. Before, obviously. Well, he he's looks like he's never like done it. <laughs> he's never been lifted like that. Like before. you can see in his face that he's he's not having a good time. His mm-hmm. legs are kind of like yeah. thrown, but like it, it looked it looked uncomfortable. It's hideous, yeah. absolutely hideous. Uh, but yes, the power driver connects on the steps outside. Uh, Taker goes for the chain again, but Brock stops it, mm-hmm. and then a triangle choke. Yeah, on the ropes. Yeah. 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 There you go. And then a dirty low blow. <laughs> Just a dirty low blow by Brock Lesnar. Steps off the face of The Undertaker as well. The steps backfire the second time as The Undertaker gets the boots up. And then he goes for the steps, but they go flying outside. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar ducks it. 
and here we go. Uh, a last ride attempt as Brock Lesnar tries to go for the chain. Yeah. But no, sir. And <laughs> Undertaker's last ride setups are some of the most obvious. <laughs> That's the one move that I, I he just doesn't know how to set up. No. <laughs> because the second that like he dropped on the floor and uh, Brock went to go get the the chain, I'm like, oh, last ride, last ride, last ride. Yeah. Uh, but no, sir, uh, we got ourselves a choke slam countered into a spine buster, but a triangle choke. Brock gets out of that. A dragon sleeper by the Undertaker. Brock is able to fight that into an F5, only gets a 2. Brock Lesnar going for the chain, but Taker with a choke slam off the top rope. Taker then goes for the chain, and then for some reason, the FBI (laughs) show up. (laughs) For reasons. Reasons unknown. Reasons unknown, man. They weren't hyped up Mm -mm. at all in the video package. I know that they've been, like, touched upon in, in SmackDown, but not enough to warrant this. Yep. But no, here they come. Undertaker is able to get rid of them. A last ride to Brock Lesnar. Suicide dive to the Undertaker by the Undertaker to the Wasting FBI a suicide by. dive on the fucking FBI. I Jesus know, Christ. Yeah. Uh, but here we go. Undertaker is finally able to get the chain after disposing of Nunzio. But <laughs> Vince McMahon pushes the Undertaker off the top rope onto the balls. Yep. Brock Lesnar grabs himself if you chain. Guys, if you guys thought we were done with Vince. Oh, no. Menace <laughs> is everywhere. Menace is all encompassing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Brock uses the chain to win. A heel-heavy night. All the heels win, barring John Cena. And yeah. there we go. That was the show. What did you think of the main event? I liked it. Mm. It was a cool main event. Uh, uh, there was there, there was certain spots like the lights out part that I didn't really understand. Yes. Because like it didn't really lead up to anything. Well, I guess you can chalk it up to Vince fucking up. With, yeah. But I I didn't mind the, I didn't mind the match. Even the interference, the interference was weird because it's like why are you interfering? But we got a suicide dive out of it, so it's like okay, whatever. Um, and then Vince coming out. I actually really like that because, like, every time you hear Vince, Vince is always talking so high of uh, of Undertaker. Yes. So to see him like just push Undertaker off the thing, I'm like, I know that's that's just a nice thing to see. Well, <laughs> just beautiful, man. You rarely you just rarely see them interact, so it's like it's cool to see them interact every now and then. And then, you know, Lesnar, I, you know, everyone knows how I feel about Lesnar. F5, yes. F5, love it. So yes. I, it was a decent, decent main event. Mm-hmm. Um, they did. A, it was a good way to kind of get uh, Brock Lesnar the pin without having to, to sacrifice Undertaker. Right. And yes. to keep the storyline going as well. Right. So I, I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. Well, pretty mediocre for me. <laughs> Pretty mediocre for me. You just hate big meaty men slapping meat, man. I'm perfectly fine with big meaty men. I like a good horse, but <laughs> this was this was just meh. Oh. This was meh to me. 
Maybe did you watch the pay per view in one sitting? Maybe yes. it, maybe it just yes. felt maybe you just got tired. Maybe might uh, have had a little bit of fatigue. Yeah, very yeah. possible. But with that being said, that was the show, and it is now time for the match of the night, the standout star, and the overall show grade. Just John, take the floor. Match of the night, mm. Kurt Cena. Mm. <laughs> Easily Kurt Cena. Yeah. Uh, my standout star is John Cena, yeah. but I do want to give an honorable mention to the everyone in the Vince Stephanie match, mm. just because I feel like that match could have been so much worse. <laughs> because you have Stephanie, who isn't a trained wrestler, Vince, who isn't a trained wrestler, Linda, who isn't a trained wrestler, Sable, who's fucking awful. <laughs> Like, it's four awful people. And we got through it. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. No one got injured. I'm like, you know, you know what? Props to you guys. You guys are my standout star. <laughs> Listen, man. Gotta give them props. And then my overall show grade. This is gonna sound crazy. I know I'm gonna get killed on the Twitters and the YouTubes. Five out of five. I love this pay-per-view. <laughs> I loved, loved, loved this pay-per-view. Ray Tajiri was great. It went short, but it was great. Mm -hmm. uh, Benoit A-Train, I didn't watch because I just don't watch Benoit matches, but mm -hmm. whatever. Matt Hardy versus Zach Goins, I loved. <laughs> I love those silly fucking matches like that. Mm -hmm. uh, APA versus the Bashams. Aside from the ending... The match was actually pretty decent because it was just the APA fucking up the Bashams. And that's all I that's all I want is a big dude to just clothesline a couple guys. Okay. Uh the I quit match was funny shit. Mm. <laughs> it yeah. was uncomfortable it was to watch. Exciting. It was uncomfortable to watch at moments, yeah. but overall, it's Vince being a complete asshole to his mm. family. Yeah. Fucking loved it. Kurt Cena, Chef's Kiss. Mm. Uh Eddie Big Show, as much as I don't like the Big Show, I was glued to my screen. I was like, this is actually pretty good. The ending was whatever, but I can't do much about that. And Lesnar versus Taker, I enjoyed a lot. So this was a five solid, solid pay-per-view for me. This for you. I would rewatch it. I would rewatch this pay-per-view right now if you wanted to. That's how much I like this pay per view. Well, you know what? Fair fox to you. Hey, listen, man. Listen, man. This is a this is a this is a hidden gem. Is it? This is a hidden yes. gem of a pay per view. <laughs> all it, jokes, it really? all jokes aside, hidden gem of a pay per view. I loved every yeah. single second. Uh, yes. So from the from the same man that enjoys the genius versus Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> that was a good match. Don't give me no uh, shit. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. It had a good blend of actual wrestling, some comedy. Hey, you know, it had everything I like. I'm just pointing out some, some similar facts. Listen, this is my type of shit, man. This is my type of thing. Match of the night is Kurt versus Cena. I will absolutely. 
agree with yeah. you. Uh, the standout star for me is Kurt Angle. Ooh. Yes, I think he Ooh. made John Cena look very good. He did. Yes, I think he, he had a good, I don't want to say recovery. I think that's a strong word for me. But in terms of, I was bored to tears with the Lesnar-Kurt match last mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, I was very entertained. And I felt very good about the match. And I enjoyed it very much. And I like Kurt Angle's stuff. And, um, yeah, this was the right amount of wrestling prowess and sports entertainment. I think it was a good mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. good thing here. So like I, a nice mix. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I enjoyed that. But as of the show itself, it's getting a three-star, and that's That's, that's still not generous. bad. That's right in the middle. That's yeah, not bad. That's pretty generous for me. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, listen, a lot of hit and miss on this show. I found the main event to kind of be lackluster for me. Um and the only thing of any real consequence was the last three matches, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah. Because as much as I would say about the I Quit match, the I Quit match is a fucking train wreck. <laughs> like, it just happens to be a beautiful disaster. Yeah, and it doesn't really count towards any, yeah, like anything it's, major. It's just ugly. And yeah. so, <laughs> so the last three matches are the only things that are really of any mm-hmm. real note and substance. Um and and the silence of the Basham brothers. But that's um <laughs> that's WWE in this era, I feel, where it's like they're very like main event heavy. Like they're gonna put all their eggs at the end of yeah. the pay-per-view and kind of leave the beginning to be like, yeah, whoever wants a spot, yeah. just go out there and wrestle. Yes, uh, yeah, exactly. yes. So yeah, the overall show grade for me is a is a three. I thought it was a fine show, but nothing outstanding. But but there we are, and there you have it. So moving on from that, we have reached the finale next time. Survivor Series 2003, the end of the McMenus storyline as we know it, and it culminates in a buried alive match of course because it's vince there's no no other way to send him off (laughs) and not only that but we're also getting another culmination of mcmenace as as shane mcmahon and kane are going at it in an ambulance match oh my god Mm -hmm. so all the mcmahons are gonna get hurt so there you go all right So it is Raw and SmackDown coming together once again. The Raw Rebound will be back Uh, next week. uh, (laughs) Don't worry. One would hope that you would uh, put your pants on to come to work. Would be good. Uh, Yes. So, as always, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us as we are here at the Colossal Puzzle Podcast, episode number 40. Can you believe it? We're 40 years old, man. Absolutely. 40 years old and counting. <laughs> uh, yes, as always. We can be TNA champs. Mm-hmm, we can. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, although, you know, I don't want to go anywhere. It doesn't sell out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Leave your likes, your ratings, your reviews, share, and subscribe on all the platforms in which they are available. Every and single platform. Such as uh Spotify. Why does that question always catch me by <laughs> Spotify? <laughs> Apple Music, Stitcher. I I think it's still around. I think it's still around for another couple months. Audible, uh Amazon Music, mm-hmm. 
YouTube at the Colossal Tussle One. Make sure you guys go for, uh, subscribe to our YouTube page. Yes. Leave like the comments and shit. Greatly appreciated. Uh, if you are watching, uh, listening to us on Spotify, we do have the polls every every week there. So make sure you interact with us. Um, if you can interact with us through YouTube or through Spotify at the Colossal Tussle One on Twitter. Make sure you follow us there. We will keep you guys updated with news regarding the the show. Uh, We post a lot of polls there. We post little clips of the show if you kind of want to get a feeling of of what's going to happen in each each, uh, episode. So make sure you guys follow us at the Colossal Tussle One on Twitter. Very important. Absolutely. Yep. As uh, as well as you can find me at Director KJ on Instagram, of which I do also promote and yep. uh, and add a lot of things to uh, to my Instagram game. Yes, it's hot and heavy over there on, oh the, my God. on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> oh my Lord. The colossal tussle, and not just the colossal tussle, but I'm also on the Merry Wanderers podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, the podcasts that are going on there, uh, Merry Wanderers and the Fake Off Show. And absolute delight if you have not listened to it you absolutely need to if you just want to have yourself a laugh you will get more than your fair share out of the merry wanderers and fake out shows of which i am pleasured to be a guest on periodically uh so you can also find me there but follow me on instagram to get details and updates on all of those things and all of the promos and just fun little sketches that happen throughout the week uh, as well, if you wish to sponsor the podcast, you may send us an email at colossaltusslepod at gmail.com. That is colossaltusslepod at gmail.com. Yep. Send me an email and we can discuss. We are ready to promote anything and everything as we support you as you support us. Yep. Support Canadian independent wrestling and all that fun jazz ColossalTussleBot at gmail.com for sponsorship opportunities. Until next time, the finale of season finale. season. Until we move on and we're going to have a Saturday Night's Main Event coming, baby! Oh, <laughs> my God. I forgot about that. Coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> Coming back with a vengeance. Until oh boy. then, though, we still have a stop in between for just John, I, and KJ Johnson, and we are out. Out.